Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here we go, back for another Believe in Rutgers podcast. At Alex Tushone is here, what up, what up? At Arkun is here, yo, yo. We're talking Rutgers football. Certainly not the result we wanted this past weekend against Indiana, but make no mistake about it, that's a really good IU football team. You know, they're ranked 17 for a reason, and there were a lot of positives from Rutgers in this game that we can certainly build on. But I'm going to go back to Coach Ciano's press conference in December when he said that Rutgers needs the support of the fans, and he basically said the fans need to keep chopping just like them. They're going to chop on the field. We got to chop as fans with them and support them. So he said, yeah, we need your support. And we don't need it when we're number seven in the country. We don't need it when we're number one in the country because it will happen. We need it right now. So Rutgers fans, we knew this wasn't going to be easy and happen overnight. Don't look at the scoreboard and say, oh, same old Rutgers because This is not the same old Rutgers. This is a new era, a better era, and the multiple lateral play that should have counted for a touchdown is validation that these kids are never going to quit and they're going to keep chopping. So it's our duty as fans to chop with them, and that's what we're going to do. You know who else is never going to give up? Ben Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, I was on Bet Online this past Sunday, and, you know, I always reference my Rams because, you know, they are near and dear to my heart, but I didn't realize it was two a time in Miami. And, you know, they got punched in the mouth and they lost. I lost some money, but Bet Online's a great resource. They need From to go the- back to, oh, oh, Fitz Magic. You know. You know. <laughs> From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But going back to Rutgers, Alex, I completely agree with you. Indiana is a very good football team, as we mentioned in the previous episode. They're ranked number 17 in the country for a reason. Michael Pinnix had four touchdowns. You're not going to win a game when you turn the ball over three times. Obviously, you know, last week against Michigan State, we had seven turnovers. I know most of them we forced them were great defensive plays, but, you know, that's not going to be consistent every single week. And some weeks you're going to turn the ball over. Turn the ball over three times. You know, Indiana did not. So all those little mistakes, do they add up at the end of the game? But, you know, at the end of the day – Rutgers keeps chopping. They keep playing hard. You know, Coach Ciano, even at the end of the game, is diving at people's legs when, you know, they're trying to take a knee. But how do you feel about that, by the way? I know in the, I know in the NFL it's not taken very well. I, I get why they do it to keep their mindset in the game because, you know, not till the fat lady, lady sings, you know, the game is over. But, you know, sometimes it just comes down to player safety. I respect it. I mean, obviously, as Rutgers fans, I'm like, yeah, they should do it. But I, I was an opposing fan of a team. I would be like, what are these guys doing? This is a little, this is a little, little, little weird going on. But you know, Indiana's a good football team, and you know, we got stuff to build on. But you know, it's not gonna take. It's gonna take a while to rebuild Rutgers. And you know, these are great stepping stones. And you know, we need the support, like you said, continue support for everybody out there. 
And when you look at this game, it really got away from us in the second quarter. Indiana outscored us 17 to 0, 80 yards to negative six, five first downs to zero, and the most important, zero turnovers um, for Indiana and two turnovers for Rutgers. Um, I I do think, though, you know, that first quarter, we were playing great. We were playing Rutgers football, and offensively, we were taking care of it. Noah Vedral was doing what he does best, being multidimensional. Isaiah Pacheco picking up tough yards, and this offensive line, although they struggled when we scored the passing play to Bo Melton, we incorporated our running backs and our tight end to max protect. So for those of you guys who don't know, there's five offensive linemen. And sometimes, especially when teams bring pressure, we need to help those guys out. So max protection is when you keep a running back and or a tight end in to help protect. Sometimes, sometimes depending on the scheme, they might use some more, um, but on that play to Bo Melton, we gave Vedral some time. Um, and I think, you know, listen, two games in, I think we found out what we're good at and we found out what we're not that good at. I think that, listen, Indiana completely different team than Michigan State, so the game plan's probably going to be a little different. But I think we found out that Noah Vedral is not a guy that can drop back and just throw the ball all over the yard. He needs to move out of the pocket to support our offensive line and – he needs to run the ball so he can be more of a threat when he throws the ball. I go back to RG3. Mike Shanahan used to say RG3 needed to run the ball to be an effective passer. He couldn't be a drop back all the time type of passer. And that's how a lot of these multidimensional quarterbacks, even at the NFL level and throughout the uh, and throughout college football, they need to run to set up the pass. If you become one-dimensional like we saw at times, not all the time throughout this game, but, but when you become one-dimensional, it hurts your football team. And the last thing I'll say about that is um, we got it. When we max protect, we need to pick up those blitzers as running backs. We're letting Noah Vedral get hit a little bit. Uh, there was his first interception. He gets drilled from a blitz up the middle that our running back just get absolutely blown up, which, listen, young players, they're going to get better. And they've improved a lot as pass catchers. But now – would like to see them improve a little bit more in the pass protection part, which is really hard. Like that is very hard to do, but they can do it. I completely agree. I mean, another guy that's really stepped up is Bill Melton. He had two touchdowns against Indiana. He's looked really good to start the season. You know, as we talked about, you know, previewing some of the positions on the football team, Aaron Cruikshank is taking a lot of pressure off of him. And, you know, I think they're gelling a lot. He looks really good, but I think at the end of the day, you got to look at the defense. So Indiana ran the ball for 40 times for 109 yards. That's 2.7 yards per rush. This Rutgers defense is very good. They weren't sniffing it, dude. They weren't sniffing it. Nothing. They were getting Julius Turner and Dwemfor are as advertised. They are legit Big Ten players. And, you know, I know I'm going to compare, you know, if you look at the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2019, Jameis Winston turned the ball over twice a game at least, and that put that defense in unbelievable compromising situations where it was almost impossible for other offenses not to be stopped because, you know, they would be inside the red zone constantly. And even though that they had good, if you look at deeper into analytics, the Bucs actually had a good defense, but they just left so many points because they were put up in, putting in absolutely impossible situations. Rutgers defense is put in really tough situations on Saturday too. Three t- turnovers, you know, a couple times in your own territory, that's not going to lead to success. That is not a way to win football games. And going back on Noah Vedro, I think he had a tough game. Um, 
I think that we obviously need to run the ball a little bit better. Isaiah Pacheco only had 24 yards on 11 carries. Not really going to get it done. I know that um, <clears throat> K. Ron Adams. Baller. He showed he's a baller, dude. He had that nice touchdown run uh, down the sideline in the second half. But one of the things that was really interesting to me is that Shiano kept Vedral in the game even after three turnovers, you know, after three interceptions, you know, pretty early on into the game. What'd you think about that? Well, I just think like he's our guy and you got to show him support. I mean, that's that's kind of what that comes down to. It's the second game of the season. And, you know, certainly there are some things he needs to improve on, but he got hit two out of the three times he threw an interception and there were guys open on some of those plays. I mean, they were running the switch play when we didn't pick up the blitz. Um, I think it was uh, Aaron Young who, you know, he's a young player. He's going to get he's going to get more reps at it. He's going to get better. But he missed he missed the block on the blitz up the middle and Vedral gets hit and he we had a chance with Crookshank on that switch play on the outside. So I I think that Shiano did the right thing. I think he's learned through his experiences as well. I mean, you look back to Tom Savage's sophomore year, you know, Tom Savage gets hurt and he doesn't give him the job right away. And Tom Savage is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Rutgers, went on to have a pretty productive NFL career. I'm sure I can't speak for coach, but I'm sure that situations like that um, probably have made coach better in those types of situations. Um, but I think when you look at the first quarter, Indiana's offense wasn't sniffing it, like you said. Um, but I think Rutgers was playing really good special teams as well. I mean, the first drive, think about it. We start in our own territory. We don't turn the ball over. We have great special teams play by our really good operation in Taylor, Corsac, and uh, just making those tackles inside the five-yard line. And Indiana has a long field to go. Indiana has a decent punt, not a great punt. We get the ball back. A little bit further, so 20 yards further up, boom, we move the ball, we punt again, Indiana has a long field to go, and we just keep creeping up, and then all of a sudden we're starting in Indiana territory, and that's where we get the touchdown. So we're playing really good sound fundamental football, which is awesome, Um, but then I think the turning point, honestly, is when uh, Muhammad Ture gets ejected at the end of the first quarter. What do you think about his impact? It seemed like as the game went on, Rutgers started to give up chunk plays in the middle of the field uh, between the two safeties uh, with the lack of his presence as a pass rusher. Well, I just think that with a team like Rutgers, where if you look at teams like, you know, Clemson or Alabama, even if they get someone that's ejected from the game due to targeting, the guy coming behind them is just as talented, potentially just probably younger, right? He's a, you know, he's a big recruit. They have a ton of depth on those teams. When you have some, yeah, I mean, but when you have, when you have like, um, when you have Rutgers, right, obviously the talent isn't as deep as an Alabama or Clemson, obviously. So when one of your starters goes out with, with, with a targeting call, you know, it's a tough call. You're trying to take violence out of the game. You know, sometimes it's a little iffy. I think it was probably warranted, you know, can't really hit the quarterback when he's sliding, but it's, it's not going to look great when you have that backup in just because of the depth. It's not, it's not, they're not going to be as good. And, you know, I know it's tough to say at the end of the day, Rutgers is going to get guys, you know, multiple guys to be able to play at multiple positions. And when, when Shiano really gets his recruiting going, but right now the roster isn't like the guys that are behind the starters probably aren't that aren't as close as would be compared to other teams. So those losses are just a little bit, you know, more, 
viable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, that defense overall played outstanding, and you can't give a team like Indiana the ball inside the 10-yard line and at the Rutgers 28-yard line and expect to hold them to not a touchdown, although I think we got screwed on the quarterback sneak that they did. And that was not that was not a touchdown. No, it wasn't. Bad, but as Coach Breck would say, bad fishing is part of the game. Um, and and that it is, dude. And but you look at the you look at that drive where we start that there they started at the Rutgers twenty eight. The first play two yards because Dwumfer and Turner are legit, like we've said. The second play now, I'm not going to get upset at these two, even though they were responsible for the penalties because you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know they're anticipating that snap count. Um, Julius Turner and Dwumfer, uh, back-to-back penalties. So you have play one, two-yard gain. Then you give them 10 yards. Then you run for zero on play four. And then you give up an 18-yard touchdown in the red zone on the bench concept, uh, which is, you know, for the Madden players out there, it's like that, that, like that flat route with the, with the, with the, with the, uh, the flag route north tears the, uh, the end zone. If that helps our viewers get that a little bit better. Um, so we, we can't have penalties like that in that aspect of the field, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and those are two of our better players. So, uh, we got to kind of give them the BOD on that. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, I think that, you know, going forward, I think just, I I think that we just have to just realize where we are right now. And I know that we, we, you know, tempered our expectations of Rutgers, but I know we gave Indiana its credit, but I think they might be even better than, you know, what we initially thought. They're a really good football team. Michael Penix is one hell of a player. Yeah, and I think that Cochiano also said this after the game. Like, you know, we weren't able to protect and we weren't able to do some of the things we wanted to in terms of coverage in certain situations, because that's a good football team. Like why weren't we in our gaps at times? Um, Because they got us out of our gaps. Like that's a top 17 team in the country. They're ranked 17 and they've Indiana was eight and five last year and they returned. What was it? Uh, what we say? 18 or 17 starters. What was it? 17 starters, nine on defense, eight on offense. And when you have a quarterback return, that's a really good, big thing too. Like quarterback is probably the most important position on a football team. That's why, you know, you see all these guys winning Heisman trophies and MVPs because they're quarterbacks. So when you have a guy with experience and he's good, that makes your team that much better. He is very, very good. Um, but let's, let's, let's get, let's start back in the, the second half. Um, I thought that in the second half, you know, the middle of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth, we got back to doing what we really do well. And I thought Johnny Langan provided us a spark, man. This kid, um, we talked about him in previous episodes, great leader. Uh, I think the guys really probably respect him. We're not in the locker room, but I, I like you got to respect the guy who gave the effort that he gave last year and led the team through tough circumstances. Um, but he really provides a nice spark for this Rutgers football team when he's in that package for them. Yeah. He's basically been being kind of used like Taysom Hill is with the new Orleans States. Like he he'll run the ball. He'll catch the ball. I think that he is a big at time energy guy. He, you know, even, you know, he was put in an impossible situation though last year and he's come out and he's played really well these last two games in the role that he's given. 
if everybody just does their job at the end of the day, a football football team would be successful. And Giant Langan is embracing his role, and he, the the guys clearly love him on the sideline. Every time he makes a big play, this the you know the whole the whole team goes wild. So I think that Sean Gleason's being extremely extremely smart utilizing him, utilizing his skill set, and that's giving us another dimension on offense. And you know. We've been a pretty good offensive team these last couple of weeks, which, you know, I didn't know the past couple of years that we would ever be a decent offensive team. But we're, be, we're being creative. We're using a lot of guys, you know, in there in there. You know, we're using we're using players that um, that have unique skill sets and we're putting them in positions to succeed. And, you know, Johnny Langan's another one of those guys. And I'm really happy for him. And I think that he's going to have continued success for the rest of the year. Yeah, and in that second half, we saw the Langen spark lead to a awesome run by Kron Adams, who proved that if Isaiah Pacheco is going to get keyed on by by defenses, that he can provide a spark and also, uh, in a way, carry the load at times. Um, really, an awesome trap play that was uh, designed by Gleason, having the tight end lead Kron through the backside for that 37-yard touchdown play. I think what we're going to have to do when we're struggling is we're going to have to get our tight ends and our backs more involved in blocking schemes. On that play, we saw um, Haskins lead up Kron into the hole, and he went for six. So if teams are going to attack our offensive line like Indiana did with their linebackers, with, with some of those effective blitzes, we're going to have to keep some guys in. Um, but on the bright side, I think that we also have guys on the outside who can win those one-on-one matchups if they're going to bring extra guys and blitz us. And I know Bo Melton showed that a little bit and Crookshank, um, he hasn't had the statistics in terms of impact that we would like, but I do think that he is going to have a big day. One of these games. I think that I know we mentioned this before, but Rutgers needs to be able to run the ball in order to be successful, right? I think Noah Vedral, even though that he is an improvement, he's actually looked pretty decent the last two games. We're going to need to run the ball if we want to be successful on offense. We're going to have to run to set up the pass. I know we talked about this before. Noah Vedral is not really necessarily the guy that's going to win a game for us just purely on his arm. But I think that these are very encouraging signs. And, you know, Aaron, Aaron Crookshank is one of those guys. He's taking the top off the defense, opening up all those crossing routes and everything else. For all those guys, that's why Bo Mellon has three touchdowns in two games. He's looked really, really good. Aaron Crookshank is a big part of that offense. He also had a nice kick return in the second half, which was like all the way to the 40, and that's such an energy booster for this team. And you just see that we have a bunch of new playmakers that have roles now, and it just looks so much better now than it did last year. And it's just really encouraging to see. And probably one thing that is, I know that we lost at the end of the day, it's given us hope, and there's just so much going on in terms of that we're just being competitive with teams now and that's what I know we talked about this with JPO as long as Rutgers is competitive I am so encouraged by the future because it's even I'd rather lose comp- lose closely right to a good team than um, than win against a bad team and you know Big 10 teams are always pretty good so this these are just very very encouraging signs yeah and you mentioned from a schematic standpoint um, running to set up the pass, I agree, um, but I do. I I think it comes down to um, to summarize that is just being multi-dimensional. Like Noah Vedral being a threat with his feet. Does he have to run with it all the time? No, but he can take some pressure off everyone else with him just being a threat, right? And 
I think this offensive line, though, like we've said, hey, we got to keep the backs in. We got to keep the tight ends in. Um, this offensive line played a lot better than I think we give them credit for because those interceptions, yeah, Vedril got hit a couple times. And yeah, there were, you could argue, protection, but there were also a bunch of times where he gets hit and um, that he needs to get rid of that football. And um, I'm not a quarterback guy, but. I'd certainly, when that pocket's starting to collapse, I'd certainly like to see him kind of maneuver inside there a little bit better. Um, I'm not a quarterback guy, but that's kind of my observation. Um, it looks like he's he doesn't like, you know, like kind of like Drew Brees and Tom Brady. They're kind of just like shuffling up and down and kind of avoiding the rush. When, the, when it starts to collapse and guys start to get close to him, he kind of just stands there and doesn't climb it as much as you would like to see. Um, but when he does, he's super effective. And listen, it's game two, so he's going to get better. And we're going to get better. And I think, like you said, and like I said in the opening, we got to keep chopping. We got to support these guys because you know, because th- the only way they're going to get better is with confidence and reps. And this, this is a Rutgers football program that I think can compete with anybody now. And listen, if you play a team who's much better than you 10 times. I think this is a team that could get them two or three times. I think this is a team that can beat Ohio State two or three times out of 10. And guess what? I think one of those times could be the next game because of the hope that I have for the, from from Coach Ciano, from the boys. Like, like la- Rutgers teams in the last couple of years, like you'd be like, okay, we're n- we play that team 10 times, we lose 10 times. But now it's like, okay, like we can get anybody a couple times out of 10, two or three times out of 10, even if it's one out of 10. And because of their belief in each other and how they've been galvanized by Coach Ciano, like it could be the next game. Who knows? And that's kind of what Rutgers has always been under Coach Ciano. That's how we're going to be. And we're going to keep doing it. And I know we got a tough time against, we have a tough game coming up against Ohio State, but I know that Rutgers is going to give their all. And, you know, maybe we could be competitive. And if we are, that's unbelievable. If we win, that would be the best thing ever. But at the end of the day, we just got to keep chopping and keep going. All right, and going into Ohio State, we'll preview that on Thursday. Um, I think this is a Rutgers team that any given Sunday, or excuse me, any given Saturday in college football. But, like, this is any given day now. And before it was like, okay, we're, we're, we're done. Like, no way. Like, I'm ready to go. And uh, just before we take off, um, through two weeks, um, let's get, let's give an offensive and defensive uh, MVP, and let's give some some love to the specialists too. Let's go. Who's your? Give me your top three offense, defense, special teams. Top three. I mean, special teams. Adam Korsak, one of the best punters in the country. He's always been really, really solid. Didn't have a great game against Michigan State though. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to say after only two games for a punter, but I think he's been really, really solid. Um, offensively, I'm just gonna go Bo Melton. Dude has has balled out the last two week two weeks. He's really showed why he was a really high rated recruit, and I'm really happy for him. And then defensively, is definitely. I hopefully I don't butcher his name. Olakunle Futakasi, dude had 14 tackles this game against Indiana. He had 10 tackles and two fu- two fumble recoveries last week in Michigan State. Was Bednarik National Defensive Player of the Week last week? So he is. Those are my three guys. 
I think those three have really shown out and is why Rutgers in one and one and looks like a decent football team this year. So my picks are from a special team standpoint. I'm going to go with the combination of our two place kickers in uh, Justin Davinovitz. Great onside kick the other day. Uh, BR, big shout out to BR, big BR fans on this show. And um, Guy Fava, I thought he's been kicking the ball pretty good. Um, I know Corsak, you know, he's one of the best punters in the country. Uh, I thought he had an, a very strong game against Indiana. However, um, Coach Ciano even said himself he was a little off against Michigan State. However, I just expect that to be what it was. Him just being a little bit off and not really having to use him too much because we were scoring so many points. But he's one of the best punters around, and he will continue to play at a high level. Um, defensively, I'm going to say the MVPs so far are the combination of Julius Turner and Michael Dwumfor. And I think the reason you had all those tackling statistics for Fadakasi is because of those two up front and how good they've played. Now, no disrespect to Fadakasi. He's freaking awesome. But... I think you got to give Turner and uh, Dwum for their credit where credit is due. And then I'm going to agree with you. Um, I think Bo Melton has been offensively our best player. Um, I think that he is thriving with the addition of Aaron Cruikshank. Um, hopefully this week they're going to get a lot of man coverage playing Ohio State. And we can pick up the blitzes and get the ball in our hands of playmakers. So I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, we'll see you guys on Thursday hopefully, to talk about Ohio State and uh, the Rutgers Scholar Knights. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.